but only when you become comfortable with uncertainty can you innovate and evolve this is episode number 6 of the akh gyan podcast with takbir fatima Hey guys, welcome to the Akyan podcast. This is episode number 6, A Serendipitous Journey in Design with Takbir Fatima, part 2. In the previous episode, Takbir spoke about her journey in architecture from the AA to starting Design Aware. In this episode, we speak more about a workshop called Fractals Workshop and also about the five different innovative approaches of design in a TEDx talk, her views on the future of architecture and a lot more. Do check out the previous episode if you haven't by going to arkgyan.com slash 05 and please do give us a rating and subscribe to our podcast from whichever podcast platform you listen from. Now let's get right to the episode, A Serendipitous Journey in Design, Part 2 with Takbir Fatima. So, and also you're into workshops, right? So tell us more about yeah. workshops. So uh, what I I believe that what we really owe to our future generations the most is education. Yeah. And I mean everyone can provide that anybody who's educated. So I've always been really passionate about education and new ways of teaching mm-hmm. because I've for as long as I can remember I've heard my father talk about wanting to participate in education. Um as a child I volunteered as an after school t- tutor during my summer vacations. and also in csiit uh, in my undergrad i was a teaching assistant uh, right after i graduated oh wow nice uh, but i actually started the fractals workshop um not as a series of workshops but i was invited by architect jafar khan who was the director of uh, marg institute of design and architecture swarnabhumi near chennai yeah uh, at that time it was just like the first year first batch of oh, the right. college okay So um he now runs the foundation here at uh, VIT Velour. So that was a new college uh, Midas um and I was invited to formulate and teach a design workshop. Nice. And I was given complete freedom to do whatever I wanted. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> I was I was given the freedom and resources and the most important thing that was given to me was faith. Mm-hmm. So I was allowed to formulate a workshop and I sort of uh, developed this workshop. which is uh, which sort of is d- builds on the some of the methods uh, which are taught at the design research lab at the AA okay so um that's when the fractals workshop was started and it was supposed to be a one off thing which became a series and it's now been taught uh, 22 times in different cities in india and the middle east oh wow and it's still and being the, taught right yes so the most recent one was last month in dubai design week oh nice okay and and the next one is going to be in coimbatore yeah so when so, is this happening uh we haven't yet decided the okay, the sure. dates so yeah we'll put it up yeah so what exactly is uh, the design your fractals workshop all about yeah so it's a generative design workshop okay um and it's more of an exploratory process in which the participants uh don't you know focus on the outcome but they the focus is on the discovery that happens in the design process itself Mm-hmm. the serendipity okay so i discourage students from thinking about the outcome or designing a preconceived form the parameters are what they design right. and these input parameters give the design output mm-hmm. so right. it's a it's kind of like a process it's of a developing process. Uh, yes 
and they develop something like analog algorithms. So okay. the students write their own rules and then they put them into play and execute to see how they perform. Uh, and so they do material aggregation. Okay. Um, so so uh, this is again a uh, computational uh, design. Uh, it's the analog uh, sort of process that goes behind, okay. you know, computation. So uh, to begin with, it's more of a physical modeling uh, workshop. So right. they, in the end, they, the output is physical aggregation systems. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the advanced level of the workshop is where they can uh, actually input these parameters um, into computation and see how they perform. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at a time, there's uh, this is a teamwork kind of uh, based workshop. So there could be multiple agents working together on different experimental systems and they don't all they don't know all the answers during right. the process. So we have to accept that there's no right or wrong answer. And in the process, you become more design aware. Right. And most of the guys who are interested were students and uh, were it also, yeah, were they students, also architects? Yeah, even young professionals. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. And uh, you gave a TEDx speech, right, in 2016. Yeah. So tell us more about uh, the five different approaches that you took for your design and which you spoke about in your TEDx talk. Okay. Uh, it was actually a TEDx uh, with Hyderabad in 2017. So um, my talk builds upon this issue that I have with this single solution syndrome. Mm-hmm. So there's no formula for design. You can approach it in multiple ways and there's no right or wrong way to go about it. Um, so I presented five different projects that have five very different approaches or starting points as the proof of my debunking the single solution syndrome. So I talk about interdisciplinary design, like borrowing methods and procedures and processes from other disciplines uh, using different and surprising materials, such as fabric, which we've been experimenting with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, mother's had a very close connection to tailoring and uh, fabric craft. So from her work, I saw the possibility of ma- manipulating fabric, and I uh, wanted to try and do something structural with fabric. So I've learned tailoring as well. Um, so oh, nice. some of these you know, projects borrow uh, from other disciplines. So every project that we take on is like new. We never take the same path towards the answer. And I hope that we never do because it's okay. it's really easy, but, but it's also really boring. And it's, it's a much lot more of work, fun. right? Yeah, I mean, if you take, uh, it is a lot of work, but it's more fun and exciting uh, trying to grasp for answers in the darkness. I mean, it keeps you stimulated mm-hmm. rather than doing the same cookie cutter thing over and over. But how do you sustain um, yourself? Uh, because, you know, a lot of people do the cookie clutter because it's easy and it brings in money, right? So, but. Of course. Yeah. yeah, but if you're doing something innovative all the time, it requires a lot of work and time. So can you tell us how you get about this? I think, um, yeah, the focus is not on, uh, you know, um, how much time it takes or how much. I don't think it takes longer to do something new. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's just much more rewarding. Okay. Right. So I think... Um, when you think about it in um, in terms of a business, it's something that sort of sets us apart from many uh, other practices who might be doing uh, cookie cutter <laughs> kind of designs. So that kind of gives us a an edge. Um, and I'm sure you know if we if I say that we are still trying to grasp for dark answers in the darkness and not being able to see the end of the journey, I'm sure the clients would be rattled if they know that 
we don't know where we're going. <laughs> but um, but only when you become comfortable with uncertainty can you innovate and evolve. Wow, that's a great quote. Have you had any negative experiences working as a solo entrepreneur architect? Um, yeah, to begin with, uh, while I was working on the school, I was, uh, uh, you know, by myself. Now we have a team. But then uh, I think the it's very difficult for me to remember the negative experiences because okay. the, the positive ones, you know, far outweigh the negative because the worst days of those who, you know, who do who do what they love are better than the best days of those who don't. So yeah, even if true. I have a really a terrible, even if I have a really terrible year, at the end of the day, I'm still, a, you know, at the end of the year, I'm still an architect and that cannot be taken away from me. So I'm still on a path to doing what I like and what I enjoy uh, rather than being stuck in the, in the wrong direction. So I think, um, yeah, there are so many uh, different types of experiences and you learn from them. So every yeah. time we have, um, uh, we hit a roadblock, we go back and we change our protocol and we approach the next project differently. Awesome. And have you had any memorable or positive events or experiences you had working as an architect? I think uh, the first time that I stood on site and I saw something from my drawings and, and the models, which is actually built in real scale and real material, that was an exhilarating feeling. It was, I felt like I was inside the model in a video <laughs> game or, or a dream. Yeah, so I, that's definitely an awesome experience when you see what is yeah. what you design and it's being built. That's definitely yeah. a great experience. Yeah, I think that's the best. That just makes up for everything else. All right. And um, what one advice would you give to young architects in India or the guys who are starting on their own? Um, I have, uh, I would say three things, actually. Uh, the first one is sharpen your skills. Because um, architecture is like the learning process in this vast field. It just never ends. Um, at the same time, there's new technology being introduced and developed every day. So it's important for us to be able to use it and apply it to our work and not make it a weakness. Mm -hmm. At the same time, software or any other skill, it can't replace originality or authentic ideas. And ideas need to be given enough incubation time to develop. But you need to have the skill set um, that will allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we see, I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, this is not the right time for me to start my own practice. Um, I'm waiting for the right circumstances. There is no right time to start your own practice right. or even to do, I'm not advocating that every architect should have a practice. Architecture is so beautiful in that it allows you to take so many different paths. Not everybody is going to be doing the same thing. So for those who want to start their own practice or they want to do something that they've always wanted to do, don't wait for the ideal circumstances. I mean, the planets aligning and you're getting a divine <laughs> sign, a sign or something. Right. There will never be the best time to start. The best time is now and the best place is here. And your architectural practice exists because you have an idea. It's not bound by you know, an office space or team or, you know, geography or age or time. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's like a, an organism, a live organism that keeps evolving along with you. So if you wish to do something, just take the necessary steps. You know, if you, um, the universe will conspire to make it happen. If you may, if you take okay. a decision. So 
I think Ralph uh, Waldo Emerson said that. But don't you feel that architecture is a profession where uh, the number of years you have as an exper- experience, uh, you know, it helps in uh, making you a better architect when you start definitely. practicing on your own, right? Yes, definitely. So if you're going to start late, you'll have less number of years, right? Okay. <laughs> so you need to start early. And also, you don't have to always know the final outcome. Um, you know, before starting, you just have to take a leap of faith. So mm-hmm. you di- divide your journey into smaller steps and, you know, you, you do a little bit every day, like learning a software or reading a book or you do a small competition project or you work under somebody for experience. You can seek out like-minded mentors and uh, take some time and, and sit with them. Any one of these steps will right. take you to the next level. So you have to take at least one small step. At a time. Can you give us some tips on how we can seek out for our mentors or people who could help us out if you're starting on our own? I think uh, there's no such, it's not like a very organized uh, network that we have right. uh, as architects. So I would say, you know, probably you work for somebody whom mm-hmm. you, whose work you really admire and whose process you admire. And then you get to, you have access to them. You have access to, you know, you can, you don't have to sit and pick their brain. You can actually see their uh, thoughts and their ideas manifesting into the design uh, projects that you're working on. Um, And, and also you can, I think, approach people. You can, it's easy to find, um, you know, ways to access somebody these days by uh, through social media or email or something like that. And, Uh, And there's so many resources online as well. Yeah. It's not necessary to have a mentor, but you can have multiple mentors online from all over the world. So. All right. All right. Let's get to the business of architecture around uh, for our episode. So Mm -hmm. what does it take to become successful in the architecture field? I think um, it's more of uh, grit and resilience. Right. So you just have to keep going. I I wouldn't say anything technical or, you know, uh, some sort of list of tips or something, but it's, it's all in the head. You know, there will be many times when you're bogged down by so many things which are outside your control or you might fail and you might be very close to giving up. Uh, I mean, I can only speak for myself, um, because that's the experience I've had. The way I try to keep the fire going is you need to be able to bounce back. Mm -hmm. And I must give, you know, due credit to my support system, my family and friends who really pushed me to keep going, even when I've almost given up, especially my parents, both of whom will not allow me to give up on my goals. So, and when you're in a vulnerable state and when you're, you know, uh, kind of disappointed, people around you, uh, their reaction really uh, sort of, um, it has a big impact on you. So Mm -hmm. when people around you discourage you, you might give up. But when you have a support system of people cheering you on, it makes it a little easier to get up and run the race again after every failure. So I think just keep pushing uh, towards the right direction. You know, it's not just about um, if something's not working out and you're still pushing. That's not what I'm advocating. But I'm saying that the principle of the thing. So whatever principles you have, keep pushing towards those and you might pivot your way of doing things. You might change your direction from time to time. 
but stopping and you know stopping is not a good idea yeah you have to keep moving that's awesome. that's okay and on our third and fourth episodes we had uh, sushant varma who uh, mm-hmm. runs a lab called rat lab studio yeah and they uh, practice a lot of uh, you know the computation design and he spoke about future of architecture so mm-hmm. how do you see technology changing the way we practice architecture i think technology is uh, quickly changing the way that we envision designs Mm-hmm. the way we uh, visualize them the way we analyze them uh, and also the way that we execute and fabricate our products so um there for example uh, through virtual reality and augmented reality you're able to quickly see things and get a real uh, experience and then you can change it so there's something in the business world called uh, mvp minimal minimum viable products so that means that the most basic and cheapest quickest workable design that you can come up with mm-hmm. just push it out into the world and give it to the user for testing and that's exactly what we're able to do um with virtual reality because before this was something that couldn't be imagined in architecture because it takes months to realize even a small shed but yeah. now with virtual and augmented reality uh, architects are able to put out an mvp for an almost real experience and then uh, so architects must home into these technologies and adapt them to their practice uh, apart from this we we must also be able to borrow technologies and methods from other disciplines and apply them to architecture so it's very important yep and we use software that was meant for automobile design oh, and material yeah. which was used in shipbuilding sportswear and methods from computer programming i mean architects all over the world are doing this so being insulated from other disciplines doesn't help architects Yes. and it doesn't help the clients or the users right. so we need to be more open and sort of collaborative absolutely all right let's get to the quick fire round um, which is your favorite architecture book um i think yes is more by bjark engels you're a big fan because, of bjark is it yeah kind of yeah okay. uh, i find i i love the the book because it's very readable and rereadable okay an easy read. Yeah, I'll put that up in the show link so people could check it out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And who has inspired you? Everybody should have that, <laughs> especially <laughs> students. And who has inspired you the most as an architect? Uh, I would say architect Anwar Aziz, who has uh, who's a Hyderabadi architect. He's been my mentor since I was a student. Uh, he's very understated. His ways are very understated. So he's not really. um given enough credit as a hyderabadi architect but it's an honor to have access to his thought process which is really ahead of our time and i've learned a lot from him about how to conduct myself and what to prioritize when it comes to design so he's always saying um don't compromise the principles everything else is negotiable right and okay. so i've uh, also read this quote that says stay married to the process and divorced from the result Wow. So that's wow. you know I really like that because awesome. you're you can't control the result but the process is it's what matters. It's always a journey, right? Yeah. All right. So what is your favorite uh, which is your favorite material in architecture or do you have any material in mind? I know this is very uh, cliche and old fashioned but I I love concrete. I okay. still love the look of uh, raw exposed concrete and everything that it stands for. So you experiment a lot with concrete, is it? Um I not really i haven't really done too many experiments with it we've okay. tried we always try to use different materials with every project depending on the project so yeah but i would love to work more with concrete i like the look of it 
all right and uh, where do you see yourself and uh, design aware in the coming years i think um because we now have a sort of you know uh, we have a team that is set up and what i would say is that we want to keep doing more of what we're doing there's no you know i don't want to sort of define a place where i want to be but i think we're headed in the wrong a right direction so probably more experimentation okay awesome all right coming to a close uh, what is your goal as an architect and bringing change to the world i think um, an architect is supposed to be in, uh, able to envision future scenarios and possible issues and solve them beforehand so it's not about you know solving the issues which are immediate right now but the future issues and anticipate future issues which will affect people which will affect our cities the environment and lifestyles of people it's not just about responding to existing immediate problems but anticipating problems of the future and also creating the design awareness and educating our clients and other people around us so that everybody becomes design aware that's the pursuit that i'm in awesome brilliant all right takvi it was an absolute pleasure talking to you and thank you very much for your time thank you so, it was great talking to you too and how do uh, how will our listeners get in touch with you in case they would like to collaborate or do some projects along with you um they can contact us we're very active on instagram so uh design aware on instagram okay awesome so guys i'll put up all the show notes uh, what takvi spoke about and uh, you guys can check it out at arkyan.com/slash zero six. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we hope to have you guys in the future, and hope to have you Takbir as well in the future. Thank you. I'd love to come back. <laughs>